At a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. I should have talked before I got on air, shouldn't I? Got some water or something. Anyways, welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, November 11, 2022. And of course, you know, today's a federal holiday, Veterans Day, so not everybody was open, but the market was open. That's important to us. The market was open. So when we think of the market and our investment portfolios, it's probably a good idea every now and then to pull the camera out of your mind's eye, back up a little bit, pull it back, okay? Take a look at, you know, maybe the 10,000-foot level. Step back. Don't look at it so minutely. You know, too many people try to guess each wiggle and waggle of the market, and it's not possible. Just take a look at the bigger picture. So what's the bigger picture? We know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with inflation, right? We know we're dealing with the high interest rates because the Fed's trying to kill inflation by raising the rates and that, and by doing that, slowing down the economy. We know that, right? But the economic numbers are still looking pretty good, except for the inflation numbers and except for the housing industry. So certain industries are getting punished by that higher interest rates. And the fear is the Fed is going to go too far like they have over and over and over again. But maybe you should step back and look at your portfolio because you can't do anything about the market, but you can do things about your portfolio to deal with what's going on. Doesn't mean you trade out and get back in and go back. No, there's rebalancing to do to make sure that the risk you're taking is what you want and that you understand what risks you are taking. Some people don't have a clue what risk you're taking. Look at the cryptocurrency. Look, 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 look how it's collapsed. People think, oh, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency is going to be the biggest thing. Oh, it's going to make us bazillions of dollars. Look at that. It's already made people bazillions. Well, it's also lost billions of dollars, too. Take a look. You've got to understand the risk you're taking. No one understands that risk of cryptocurrency. Everybody thinks it's just a way to make money. You just got to time it right. And whenever you hear anybody say, time it right, that ain't going to work. Not going to work. That's not how you build a good, solid portfolio. Just doesn't. So anyway, we're coming up on the Thanksgiving holiday in a couple of weeks. And with that said, you know, we know we're dealing with the volatile market. We know we're into the best time of the year for the market. And we know we're in a little bit of rally, even though we had, a, you know, one down day. Uh, we had a huge update yesterday and a little bit of follow through today. Those are not negative things. Probably, you know, it's not a bad thing we're dealing with. Because the question is, has the market been beat up enough this year? I don't know the answer to that. It's been beat up a lot. I can tell you that. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here to help you with this on this radio program and podcast. I'm here to help you with any portfolio or stock strategy questions you might have. 
And I look forward to doing it. I look forward to answering those questions. So let's get to it. we got to have those questions. So to start, this is a call-in show. So you start by calling in. We have a 24 hours a day, seven-day week number. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. And we've got lots of material to go through. The focus point today, beware of the five known portfolio pitfalls, five things that everybody knows about that a lot of people fall into anyways, and how to avoid them. What can you do to do about it? What are they? And time permitting, I got a few other things. I want to talk about cryptocurrency in Chapter 11 for FTX. You know who FTX is? That's the cryptocurrency, one of the, the third largest cryptocurrency exchange. Bankrupt. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about China economy. That's starting to look like it's going to rot from the top down to me. Rot from the top down. What do I mean? Well, we'll discuss that. And Musk, do you know Elon Musk has sold his Tesla stock seven different times this year? Seven different times. Not just a few shares. The last time he sold, he sold 119 million 119 million shares. So, what does that say? Does that mean he's getting out? No. <laughs> no, he owns a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. But we can talk about that. I think that's an interesting point to bring up. Anyways, I, I, you start the show. It's all about you guys. We will, uh, my, we will talk about the KPP premium newsletter at the halfway mark. We'll do that. And we have some voicemail questions, high growth stock questions, and a couple stock questions. We'll get to those too. So I've got it all planned out, everybody, for this episode and podcasts. And of course, you come first. We're live. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. Mark was up today. Wasn't up very big. The Dow's only up 32 points. Of course, it was up over a thousand points yesterday. The NASDAQ was up 209, and the S P was up 37. So it was an up day, kind of unusual that the Dow was up so small, but it was up. That's all that matters. Okay, let's go ahead and go to our first listener line question. Hi, Steve or Justin. My question today was about Fifth Third Bank Corp, ticker FITB. I don't have any exposure to finance, so I was just looking to see if this is a bank that you guys think could be good, and if so, at what price? I have like a alert set for $30 right now. I think today it closed around 34 or so. So just whether you think this was something that would be good to add a position or if I should be more patient. And if I should be more patient, kind of a good time frame to wait before getting in. I'm looking for your answer on the podcast. Thanks as always, guys. Bye. Well, the banks are starting to look a little attractive to me. I, I think they're attractive, some of the prices that they're that, that are. This is Fifth Third Bank, FITB. Holding company for Fifth Third Bank operating 1,117 banking centers in 15 states. $25 billion company. They're going to make $4 even per share next year. That's the estimate for 2023. And $3.39 this year. And it's a $36 stock. So it's a, what, a 9 PE? So if it's a 9 PE, is that inexpensive well this stock is range is 4 to 17 so it's kind of kind of on the lower half of the midpoint so it's not cheap but it's not expensive either it pays a 3.6% dividend 
my my feeling is if you're going to get into this into this bank, I, I would probably get into a position now. I don't know if I buy my whole position, but I would get in position. I buy some so I can watch it closer. So I do think it's a good solid bank. I really do. Okay, fifth, third bank, everybody. It's Friday, so the weekend is here, and, well, at least almost here. In the meantime, you've got to have some financial questions and investment questions. You've got to have some. So let's answer them. Let's talk. Remember, you set the agenda where we go with this show. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Why do listener questions make InvestTalk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here. When do I know the right time to take profits? Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here? And listeners instinctively realize that InvestTalk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've learned a lot. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley understand what investors need and want. I would look at it from a tax perspective. If there's no tax implications, move on, find better ways to use that money. I'm going with the odds. I think a half position now would at least get you in it and get you watching it so you won't lose track of it. Don't forget to call Investor. 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. 888-99-CHART, everybody. My focus point today. Are the or is be, beware of the five known portfolio pitfalls. Okay, these are things you just got to be aware of, and you need to adjust your portfolio if you're falling into these pitfalls. Number one, the first one, you're too aggressive. Your asset allocation is too aggressive. Now, not everybody's too aggressive, but you gotta you gotta shape your aggressiveness to your particular, you know, ability to handle volatility. You don't have to deal with volatility if you don't want to. You can you can have a portfolio that has very little volatility. Just know that you have a very little return if that happens and just accept it. That's number one, too aggressive. Number two, lack of diversification. Some people think, well, I got, I got uh, uh, seven different stocks in three different uh, sectors, so that's plenty of diversification. No, it's not. Do you know how much diversification and what's your what's the optimal diversification you should be in? Or some people have way, way, way too much diversification. Why don't you? If you have 150 shares, 150 different companies, you might as well own an index. So there's somewhere in between there is a proper diversification. And then, of course, you couple that with the proper aggressiveness that you want. You got to understand that what you're doing, and you got to you got to be away. Be careful of a portfolio sprawl. What happens to a lot of people is you have too many different portfolios. 
We all know you have maybe a 401k, an IRA, an individual portfolio, you know, maybe a joint portfolio. But do you need three individual portfolios? Do you need two IRAs? No. Because you'll lose contract, you lose track of all those different things. Okay? Another one, spending too much in retirement. You need to be very, very, very firm in your mind how much money you can have in retirement and how much you can spend without running out of money. You have to be very sure of that and that don't overspend. Most people start spending way too much too soon. That's very common. And you got to make sure you are efficient in your taxes with your portfolios. Okay, you have a joint account, individual account, IRA, 401k, different tax treatments to different types of portfolios. Those are the five things you need to be totally comfortable with and understand. If you don't, then you need to hire somebody to help you with that. Because it, it can be difficult. It can be. You don't have to do it alone if you don't want to. You can do it alone. It's not rocket science. It's just understanding how it all works, how to put this all together. Okay, let's pivot to another InvestTalk voice bank question. You know, the number is always the same, 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I'm just calling because I was wondering if I could get your opinion on two stocks. One is Myers Industries. M-Y-E is the ticker symbol, and the other is Claris Corp, uh, C-L-A-R. just wanted to know your opinion on which you thought was the better company and a good entry point for that. Thanks. Bye. Okay, Myers Industry, I, you know, I can't do a real – it's too hard to compare stocks. I go back and forth to the screens, and it takes forever, and it's very difficult to do that. So I, that's why I only say, only give me one stock, then you can call me tomorrow and ask me about another one. But let's take Myers Industry. Manufactures reusable plastic containers and horticultural trays and planters for the you know that for that industry. Okay, they are a $781 million company. I mean it's pretty small, pretty small, but it's growing fast. Uh, growing by 14% in sales last quarter, and that's the slowest growth it's had in two years. So it's slowing down its growth, but still growing nicely. It's going to make $1.65 this year, and it's estimated to make $1.91 next year. It's a $21 stock. So you're looking at, what, a 13 PE or so? Well, that's not bad. Uh, maybe 12 PE. The range is 9 to 36. The return on equity is 18%, which is good. They don't have a lot of debt, which is good. They paid... They pay a 2.5% dividend, which is good. All that is good news. Uh, mutual funds are net sellers over the last year, and so they're not buying anymore. Uh, I don't think this stock is exciting enough for me. It, it pays a 2.5% dividend. If I'm going to buy a 2.5% dividend stock, I'd rather buy a much bigger company that I know they'll continue paying the dividend. So, And you can get a higher dividend in a different stock. So, uh, I, It's not for me. Myers is not for me. We're moving into a break. I will be sharing highlights from the newest KPP Premium Newsletter. That's coming up soon. So hang on, Invest Talk, 888 99Chart.
Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Uh, good day, Jim Kennedy. Got a general question regarding some high growth stocks, primarily tech, Apple, Tesla, NVIDIA, AMD. I've been with all of the above for many, many years, so I'm still ahead of the game, even though they've uh, been uh, taken down of late. I seem to have noticed a bit of a bottom, and uh, hopefully uh, that's the case, and that's what I'm calling about. Uh, your thoughts on the above stocks? I also own DVN, which uh, had a nice rebound off of uh, what were actually very good earnings. Uh, that's Devon Energy. Not really thinking about selling because I've got such a low cost basis and I'd have to pay capital gains. Your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Well, I've never been a fan of Tesla, not because I don't like the company. I like the I love the company. I love the cars. They're very nice. And I, I'm, I'm all for electric engines. I'm all for that. I don't like the government pushing it because I think they can sell on their own. But Tesla's always been a very expensive stock. So that's one of the, my issues with Tesla is the cost of the stock. And I don't think that's done going down. I think that's going to be reevaluated more. But, you know, I, I think some of the tech stocks, I mean, I, I have a couple, three tech stocks. Some of the big blue chippers, I think, are fairly priced. I mean, I think did he mention Apple? I don't know if he mentioned Apple or not. For instance, you know, I, I don't think Apple is too out of line in their price. Um, Microsoft, I think, is not too out of line. So some of the big tech stocks are good, but I don't, I'm, sure, I'm not sure we're done with our, our uh, correction, but I think we're getting awful close. I do. I think we're getting close to being done. So appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So on Friday, I usually give you a quick rundown about the, on the benchmark numbers. You know, the two-year treasury is yielding 4.33%. And last week is 4.67, so the yield came down. The 10-year treasury, uh, 3.81. And last week, it was 4.17. So the, incur, incur, the, the yield curve is still inverted. And that means that short-term treasury is paying more in yield than the long-term treasury. And that's not normal. That's not how it should be. And it's always been a signal for a recession, everybody. It doesn't matter when. So I don't like that at all. <clears throat> Gold had a nice move this week up to $1,765 an ounce. It was $1,673 an ounce three weeks ago. So uh, that, that's a pretty nice move for gold. But for the year, gold has done nothing. I mean, it was $1,900 a year. Uh, 28 weeks ago, it was $1,900 an ounce. And now it's only, you know... Uh, 1765. So it's done done nothing for this year, we, despite high inflation, because the dollar has really increased as well. Silver, twenty dollars and seventy four cents. Last week was nineteen fifteen. Thirty three weeks ago was twenty three dollars and ninety four cents. So it hasn't done anything either, just like gold. So neither one of them have done much. Oil is selling at eighty eight dollars a barrel. Last week was ninety one. Seems like it's settling in the high 80s, low 90s the last, you know, weeks. So it probably will stay in that area. What, 31 weeks ago, it was $113 a barrel. So, but if you go back further, 46 weeks ago, 
it was $66 a barrel. National average for a gallon of gasoline, $3.79. Of course, here in California, we're paying $5.45. Always a couple bucks more, it seems like. Always. For no good reason, either. There isn't, really. It's just all about legislation, bureaucrats. That's all it is, really. More taxes. They want more taxes. For four. You get plenty of taxes. You know, they just can't keep can't keep some spending. That's what it is. So, anyways, Kentucky, if you want a really low gas price, go there. Uh, $3.47 a gallon. Not bad, huh? Anyways, cryptocurrency. So, FTX filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. FTX is the third largest cryptocurrency exchange. You know, like the New York Stock Exchange, the Nasdaq Stock Exchange. Why would the cryptocurrency need three exchanges? They have more than three, but this is the third largest exchange. Why would they even need them? Now, you've heard me warning you. I've also I've warned you and also said that cryptocurrency is here to stay, but warning you that you can't have 10,000 cryptocurrencies out there. It ain't going to work. And more and more legislation is going to come down the pike, and most of these cryptocurrencies are going to go gone, gone, gone. And here's this guy that had started this, this exchange, used to have $16 billion. Now he's got nothing. Billion to zero. This is the risk you're taking with cryptocurrency. The average person should even be thinking about doing anything with cryptocurrencies. It's too risky. There's no reason to mess with this. This is not a solid investment. It's rolling. It's going to get. It's going to Vegas. You're going to Vegas. You're rolling the dice. That's not investing. That's gambling. We want good, solid investments that make money, pay dividends, or grow their sales, have a product, something. That's not cryptocurrency. We're headed into a break. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voice bank questions if you make them you got to make them you got to call we're live 888-99-CHART we're live every day monday through friday four to five pacific time 888-992-4278 got a question for steve or justin just kind of wondering if this stock is a value trap now is a good time to call invest talk uh, i think there's likely a pullback here 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. Stephen Justin, Art from Tucson again, looking at a company here going along the, the theme of, I believe, what Justin pointed out, looking for companies that extract and or manufacture molecules from the ground as opposed to electrons in the air. Been on a quest to look for, for those companies. I've come across one called Albemarle Corp. ALB and it's in lithium and bromine and it manufactures specialty chemicals in that space. Looks like a pretty 
good long-term bet, maybe not to buy right now going into a recession, but to at least put on the watch list. And I'm wondering what you think about this company. Love to hear your opinion, and I'll listen on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. Well, I certainly like what they do, and I do think you should put it on the long-term buy list. Buy list. Uh, it is a company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It does. It's a, it's a decent-sized company. I mean, it's large, thirty-eight billion dollars. It makes polymer additives, catalysts, and fine chemicals for the refining, consumer electronics, and other markets. And since there's pressure on China and you know us and versus China, and they have been producing a lot of these chemicals. More and more and more of this stuff is coming back to the United States, so which is a positive sign. So they're going to make $21 a share this year. Mind you, 2021, they only made $4 a share. Next year, they're going to make $27 a share. So they're growing very fast. Sales up 152% this quarter, this most recent quarter. The quarter before, that was up 91%. But, but it's a $325 stock. It's not like cheap. Okay, uh, it's not super expensive, but it's at a 52-week high. You know, you could buy some here because it's already at a 52-week high, and I can't tell you when it's going to stop going up. I don't, I can't tell you because it's in a pretty hot sector right now. But I much prefer you could buy it around 250. But I don't know if you get down there. But that's much better price, and there's a lot of support around that price. But. But I do think you should put it on your watch list at the very least and consider buying it. I do. The KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Now, here's a little pre preview. In the market conditions section, I explain, the market exploded on Thursday after the Consumer Price Index showed more subdued inflation. Have we peaked? That's really the question, isn't it? According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the index, a broad-based measure of goods and service costs, increased four-tenths of percent for the month and 7.7% for the year. Based on the initial report, the Dow Jones Industrial Average shot up 1,000 points. So the speculation is, have we peaked? Is that a peak? I don't know. If it is a peak... Does that mean the Fed's now far behind, stop raising rates? Well, I think they're still on the raising rates. The market's hoping that the market, that the, that hoping that, that continued readings showing slowing inflation will persuade the Federal Reserve, Chairman, Joe, Chairman Powell, that his aggressive rate hikes are working and he can maybe start change, thinking about pivoting, not, not raising as fast as they have been. But I don't, I don't think they're there yet. I don't. This is only one report, and the Fed wants to take inflation down 2%, down 2, 2%. That's their target. It's always been their target. Always has been. They just ignore it when they feel like they want to ignore it. Because they didn't do anything when inflation was, you know, rising up sharply. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything when everybody was predicting inflation is going to rise. They waited until it came. Then they did something, trying to do something. You can tell I'm not a big fan of the Federal Reserve because they're never, they're so, they're, they're reactive, not proactive. That's what I don't like about it. 
They can be more proactive. I think they should. On Thursday, the National Association of Realtors and U.S. home price growth slowed sharply in third quarter. Home buying affordability remains near its lowest level in decades. Nationwide, the medium sales price of an existing single-family home is $398,500, an increase of 8.6% from a year ago. Although sales have declined, prices have remained pretty elevated, pretty strong, even though the mortgage rates have gone up. Initial jobless claims, which is a proxy for layoffs, of course, increased 7,000 to a seasonally adjusted rate of 225,000. That's still fairly low. That's not, that's not that high. It was 218000 a week before. Cryptocurrency had a rough week. Crypto exchange FTX, as I mentioned earlier, BK, fire up for Chapter 11. You know, they lent billions of dollars worth of customer assets to fund risky bets that, and affiliates. And, you know, just, just, not, just not good. Not good. There's a lot more commentary in the newsletter. All you do is buy it. You know, it's pretty easy. A couple of stock ideas we do every week. One was a senior Canadian gold mining company, which produces precious metals from operations in Canada, Australia, Finland, and Mexico. It has a pipeline of high-quality exploration and development projects in three counties. I'm sorry, three countries as well as the United States and, and Colombia, by the way. It is currently trading in about the 50-day moving average range, $47.35. And KPP owns the stock in their in our managed accounts. Okay? The other one is an integrated manufacturer of nylon. It's a polymer resin, nylon 6, they call it, and fertilizer. Nylon 6 is a synthetic material used by customers to produce engineered plastics, fibers, filaments, and films, which are then used in products such as automotive, electronic components, carpets, sports apparel, fishing rods, and nets, foods, industrial packaging, that kind of stuff. The company carries virtually no debt and has positive free cash flow right above, uh, and, and free cash flow uh, at about $183 million. They recently beat their earnings estimates by 43%. It's a smaller cap company in the chemicals and space over there, and I think it's a good one to have on your watch list. Of course, we name names in the newsletter. We name them. The reason why we don't do them on air is because the SEC frowns on that. We can't recommend stocks. We can only recommend stocks to customers that we know. Of course, when we do it on air or you know do a podcast, we, we don't know who's listening, so we can't recommend stocks. That's the technical reasons why we can't do it so so i gave you a little sample teaser teaser what's in the kppp newsletter to subscribe get your email get it via email every saturday morning all you do is go there's a consumer watch section too all you do is go to investtalk.com and you'll see the subscription there you don't you don't have to buy a whole year you know you can cancel anytime you want there's no obligation for any length of time Okay, let's grab another caller question, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys, James from Washington State here. I have a quick question for you. I was listening to one of the episodes the other day, and you mentioned new manufacturing partnerships. Now that some of those with China have uh, have been dissolving, and we've been pulling back from there. So you mentioned some other countries, like Mexico, for instance, where you know we might form some uh, economic and some, some manufacturing partnerships there. 
wondering what interests you have, what specific type of manufacturing you guys would have interest in. I realize you can't give specific company names or anything like that, but just wondering more about, you know, within that manufacturing sector or others, what are the industry types you like or what are the different types of companies you uh, you think are going to be profitable in the future? Appreciate a response. Thanks very much. Bye. Well, I think, you know, one of the things I, I think is, you know, looking toward the future. Remember, there's a book called Creative Destruction. I mention it every so often. And it talks about new industries being created and old industries being destroyed. And so I always have an eye on, well, what's new? What's big? What's huge? There's, you know, there's huge industrial changes going on. And it's a lot of it surrounding electric vehicles, right? Clean energy vehicles. So... There's got to be huge. There's got to be huge potential for partnerships with third third world countries like Mexico, other than China. China is no longer a third world country, but you know other countries that can that might manufacture various parts and systems and provide various uh, uh, needed basic materials for electric cars. And that's I just think that that's where maybe your eye should go to. Artificial intelligence, electric vehicles, clean energy, because politically, even though, you know, it might not be the cheapest energy, politically, everybody in the world is pushing clean energy. I like clean energy. I just don't like it at the expense that they're pushing it to us. But, you know, I do think as an investor, you have to keep your eye, and that's where you point your eye to. That's where you look. Okay. The seasons are changing, but the stock market is still presents the best opportunity for everybody. The dynamics of the stock market is one in which it always goes up over time. It's never not gone up. Yeah, you might get tired of waiting. You might be impatient because it hasn't done nothing this year. It's gone down this year. But one year makes is a very short period of time, very, very short period of time. Over any length of time, the market goes up. That's your future. That's where you invest. But you need strategies. You need to know what you're doing. You know, you can help prevent, you know, uh, portfolio shrinkage by knowing what you're doing. And if you don't, that's what we're here for. KPP Financial is here to help you. Justin and I will be happy to help you with uh, any strategy to you want, if, whether you want to be aggressive or conservative. We can help you. But first, you've got to define what kind of person you are. Are you an aggressive person? Do you want to be aggressive? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But do you want to be? And you can, do you know how to measure that? We'll help you with that, too. We can measure it. We have tools to measure it. So if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we'll do it for free, just like any other money manager. And we'll tell you what kind of risk you're taking. So you just call our offices at, at Irvine, California, in Southern California, KPP Financial, Irvine, California. I think after speaking with us for just a few minutes, you'll see there's a pretty big difference between us and the other guys. I think so. Because we, we buy and sell the same stocks for ourselves as we do for our clients. We put ourselves on the same side of the table. I like that. We want to do that. Many, most competitors don't do that. So we want to help you. If you let us help you, we will help you. So give us a call. 888-99 charge our number. Now we're on Invest Talk. We're open for all questions on the market, on the economy, anything financial we'll talk about. So let's go to Ricardo in Linwood. Hi, Ricardo. Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Thank you. I wanted to ask you about DocuSign. 
when I bought a few shares at 104, and it went all the way down to 40. But it's been it's up now 30, but 30 uh, percent last couple of days. Uh, was it just oversold, or what do you think of the stock? I think it's way oversold. Yes, I I, I think uh, this is DocuSign. Everybody, it's a 10 billion dollar company. Uh, they're going to make a dollar 65 this nick this next year. And uh, the year after that, $1.89. Problem is they made $2.08 last year. Why did they make so much money last year? Because of COVID. No one wanted to get together and sign documents, so they want to do everything by computers. You know, DocuSign over the, over the Internet. S- you know, so I still think that's a trend that will continue to grow. I think their sales in the most recent quarter was 22%. They've been growing over 20% every quarter for two years now. And I think, frankly, think they will continue to do that. Uh, they have a great return on equity. I th- the problem is they have a lot of debt. That bothers me a little bit. But I, I think, remember, they were $300 a share. Now it's $53. Now, it was never worth $300 a share. But it's certainly well worth $53 a share. I think it's worth more than that. Okay? I think you can put a 20 PE on this. You know, and... You know, I think you put a 25 PE on this. So, but that only brings you up to about $50, $60 a share. So it's pretty much at value. But if they continue to grow like they're growing, the stock will will go back to being overvalued. So I think this is a pretty good price. It bounced because it was way oversold. Now, can it maintain that momentum up? I don't know. Because it's not cheap. It's just a lot cheaper than it used to be. Okay. So I do like it, Ricardo. I like the stock. Okay, let's squeeze in another question. 888-99-CHART. Hey, can I have your opinion on buying this ETF for a long-term investment? F-I-W. F-I-W. Thank you so much. Bye. Was that S-I-W or F is in Frank? Okay. F-I-W is First Trust Water. So it's a water exchange-traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the Clean Edge Water Index. Um, and, you know, I think clean water is an important growth area around the world. I think our water is, when I say our water, I mean the world's water is getting dirtier, so we need to clean it up. And so everybody's going to be, you know, I, I think it's a good place to be. Um, I don't know how cheap or expensive it is because I haven't looked at the holdings inside of it. Uh, it looks like it peaked around, oh, what was that number? It peaked right around uh, $95, $96 a share a few months ago. Today it's $81. Um, it's, I, I like the sector. I just don't know. If the, I would have to check in the check in the individual holdings it has before I could recommend it. But I do like the sector. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? I'm calling to ask you opinion on an ETF called XLI. And the question is, during the market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady? And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. What's your question? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 
This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Uh, hey, Justin and Steve, calling about WFG West Fraser Timber Company Limited. The earnings are dropping, but the cash flow looks strong to me, and debt's pretty low. I was wondering what you think might be a reasonable entry point for this stock. I'm overweight, uh, oil and gas, and and have pretty good exposure to minerals, and uh, looking maybe for a half position in something like this to sort of balance out some of my natural resources holding. Thanks a lot. Appreciate all that you do. Bye-bye. Okay, so your question is, what do I think is a good entry point for West Fraser Timber, Canadian company manufacturing distribution wood products for home construction with more than 60 facilities? It's at $82.81. I would be uh, considering buying it when it got down into the teens, 14, 15. Okay, this is a good stock to learn from. What? you got to step back and say, okay, the Federal Reserve is raising rates. Higher interest rates hurts what industries? What industry gets hurt the worst with higher interest rates? And your mind should go immediately to the housing industry because mortgages are now approaching 7% for 30-year fixed. And you know that the reports have been coming down from the housing sector that they're weakening, weakening, weakening sales. So why would you want... if? They make twenty. They're going to make twenty-one dollars a share this year, but only six dollars a share next year. It's an eighty-two dollar stock. So why would you invest in an industry that you know is going to suffer mightily because of high interest rates, and the Fed has not even slowed down yet, raising interest rates? This that so that whenever you look at a stock, a stock, an individual stock. Look at the sectors it's in. Look at the economic reality that's going on. Is interest rates rising, falling? Are we in a recession, moving to recession? Are we peak of growth? Are we in a war? Is war coming? You, you got to step back and say, okay, I know interest rates are rising. What industries does it help? And what industries does it hurt? And the housing industry is going to get hurt badly by higher interest rates. So stay away from it. Wait till it crashes. When it does crash, and it probably will, chances are very high, that's when you pick it up. That's why I say I'd like to pick it up when it only gets to the teens. 16 $15, 16 $17 a share. Mine might be a buyer there, but not until. Okay? China's economy, it looks like it's starting to rot from the top to me. Why? You know, Chairman Chi. Exxon Ping, Chi, however you say your name. Uh, you know, China has a five-year, you know, the chairman usually lasts two five-year terms. They've been doing that for some time now. Well, he decided not to do that anymore. Now he wants to be dictator of China because he got rid of that. At the same time, this miracle growth we've seen in China for all these years where they're stealing Western technology and then adapting it and then and, and coming up with their own stuff as best they can. 
It looks like Chairman Xi has decided to put some brakes on that. He doesn't like the fact that there's competition with the government for invested dollars, investing in different technologies, and so on and so forth. So it looks like he and his top men, because a lot of the pro-economic growth politicians, administrators, or whatever you call them in China, are out. Looks like it's going to be rotten from the top to me. That's what it looks like. And I think that we all have to be aware of it. I, don't, I think the miracle of China is starting to show some cracks, like miracle growth, because they're going to change their policies. They're going to get more, much more repressive. They're going to get much more strict on invested dollars. They're going to, they're going to, get, they're going to come down hard on wealthy entrepreneurs. You watch. They already started it. It's just going to get worse. Be aware. Just keep an eye on that stuff. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. We would appreciate that. You can get your downloads anytime you want, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you get your download from iTunes, please rate us. We would love a rating. It helps our exposure. We're at 47 million downloads. 47 million, that's quite a few. We're very happy about that, and we want to thank you for it. So... Independent thinking, shared success, everybody. Have a great weekend. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.